0: ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer and this is the Elite of the Week Wrestling AEW Dynamite After Show. And if we got a show for you. Before we get into all of the shenanigans, all the craziness, and as Jim Ross said all the anarchy for god's sakes let me introduce to you the man who doesn't need a shield with a flag on it to hide behind to stand for his truth and justice yeah. ladies and gentlemen let's hear it for flobo boys
1: Woo, what up everybody in the aew universe i want to give a shout out to jack looking especially fancy today brand new set i can see you fantastic photo work over there and shout out to champ one of the most underrated uh stooges of all time
0: the number one stooge of all time. Am I coming in okay? Can you guys hear me okay? Let me know in the chat if uh, you can't hear hear me. I'm having a little sound issues if I'm honest.
1: I can hear you. I turned you up, but I can hear you.
0: Okay, very cool. Well, uh, like I said, I'm having some sound issues, but you know what? In fact, I don't even need these, I don't think. Give me a, give me a hey, hey. Hey, hey. Okay, I can actually hear better this way. Oh, I don't know what's going on with my laptop. It's coming through the speakers on the laptop, not in the headphones. So we're going to figure this out one way or the other. But in any case, we had a crazy show tonight, Flobo. Lots of stuff happened. This is one of those episodes where as a pundit, as we say, uh, you like it's hard to, to, to pace because so much stuff was intertwined. I'm going to ask you some questions. And I have no idea where you're going to go, because when I yeah. bring up FTR, there's about 15 different directions you can go with it. Um, but I'm just going to start, I guess, just overall thoughts on the show before we dive in.
1: Yeah, man. Most wrestling shows have an ebb and flow over two hours. That's done by design. You have your hot matches and the pillars, top, middle, and bottom, and kind of a little bit of a valley with your vignettes and whatnot. AEW, to its credit, has been pretty solid up and down the past couple weeks. It was I would say it was a thick boy of an episode, not too much of a down, not too much of an up here. But when it comes to FTR, I can't wait for your follow-up questions because I have questions of my own.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to start. I'm not going to start with FTR. I'm going to start with what I think is the Smart. biggest thing. You and I, we like to talk about the biggest thing first. We don't necessarily like to just go in order. We like yeah. to say, what was the big that we heard about and this today was the aew tournament to crown a number one contender for the title who will have a match at full gear eight competitors we start with jungle boy phoenix and omega now flobo you know i love me a good tournament i love playoffs i love march madness i love the everything tournament i love king of the ring i know it's not the most original way to do things but when done well can be a very eloquent way to do a lot of different things overall what are your thoughts on the aw tournament to crown a new number one contender
1: Like you, I love the tournaments, especially MLB tournaments. Charlene, the Mets are inside my soul, orange and blue forever. Uh, Look, it's the thing is, if it was a WWE, just for a quick example, we would say we're kind of jaded about tournaments. But what's cool about AEW is that those individuals who are available for the tournament are from all walks of AEW life. John Moxley, Cheon Moxley, as good as <laughs> he is, is, is running through the division. We want somebody fresh. We want somebody new. But we want to be able to present someone who's worthy. You don't want to have someone go on dark and like win eight matches in a row to have a good record. Here's an opportunity to get people out there. Here's an opportunity to have a match for for John Moxley to show what else he can do in the ring.
0: Now, I love predicting tournaments. It's just one of the things I like to do, I, but. As a predictor of tournaments with a flawless record, a perfect record with a little asterisk. (laughs) I hold off on predicting tournaments until I know all the competitors. We don't have all the competitors in here just yet. Um, jungle boy i love seeing in here i feel like that is going to give him a chance to rub some elbows with some of the guys that are in that top echelon and give him something to do that maybe helps him break out a little bit phoenix is so fun to watch wrestle i can't wait to see what he can do Uh, the big name announced those kenny omega much to the chagrin of hangman adam page as a Quick, uh, quick predict. I think a lot of people assume somehow Hangman's going to weasel his way into this tournament, and assuming they're on opposite ends of the tournament here, that they'll probably end up facing off in the finals because they're just such good competitors. But I've found in AEW, you know, you think back to Private Party upsetting the Young Bucks in the tag team tournament. Things are never that easy in in AEW. What's your take on uh, the three names that have been announced so far?
1: Uh, You hit the nail on the head. I think it'd be a cool idea... This is what makes it so awesome in the AEW side, because we all have that idea in our heads that like Dusty versus uh, Cody kind of thing, that that oh my gosh, my old friend and now my enemy kind of sort of were broken up or not happening. But that's in your head, so now you can swerve it and have someone get rolled up in the first round. Like you, I don't like to uh, comment on tournaments; we're so early because uh, there's only three or four competitors announced. But here's the deal: I'm a little bit confused. In. Uh, Kenny Omega is the odds-on favorite from these first crop of guys. What? But- yeah. Just just go with me. If Jungle mm-hmm. Boy, young Jungle Man, makes it away to the finals, right, against John Mox, not saying it's gonna happen. The odds are Vegas money says it's not gonna happen. But would you be on board with a Jungle Boy title reign? Or is that kind of like a sign of saying, Yeah, kid, this is as far as you're gonna go? Because there's so many guys like a Kenny Omega, like like a John Moxley, already there, already established, eating the the the, the protein, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. where does Jungle Boy fit in?
0: I think that's a really interesting question. I think this is definitely them saying, look, we've been saying for a year now, you're the future time to step up. We said MJF was the future. He's had his shots. We've said that um, Darby Allen is the future. He's had his shots. Now it's time for jungle boy to prove that he belongs with those names and those people. If he can get through a tournament that consists of someone like Kenny Omega, and he can get through a guy like John Moxley, I think he earns the right to he, he earns that right to hold that title. And I think you got to respect it if he loses it. Do I think it means the end of the world for him? Absolutely not. Right. Uh, you know, I, I would, you know, I'm one of those guys and, and, you know, maybe I'm a, a, a terrible internet talking head, but I am one of those guys that says, I think he needs to maybe have a little bit more protein powder, maybe beef up a little bit, maybe talk to Will Hobbs about yoking a little bit, but, Uh, But I think in general, we all know he's got it. He's got the look. He's got everything you want. I think this is one of those opportunities for him where uh, it's going to be iron sharpens iron for Jungle Boy. And whether or not he wins or loses, he's going to come out sharper and better uh, in the long run. Um, uh, I want to ask you, just for funsies, though, uh, who who would you like to see? We got five more empty spots. Any names of people that you think – if this is going to be a title for a world title, uh, a yeah. tournament for a world title shot, who would you like to see put into that tournament with the five? Just again, for funsies, not, yeah, not well, holding you to it.
1: I got two. And maybe maybe because I, I like the land of the Giants here, but I think yeah. Will Hobbs should have the Cinderella run. You probably mm-hmm. shouldn't make it to the finals, but you should get like a, a win or two in there to be like, oh, this kid, we really care about this guy. You know, he's the closest thing that AEW has to a homegrown talent. Uh, which I think is the true future of any wrestling promotion, is that you want to associate fresher talent with your brand. So when someone's on board and I go, I am all elite... Oh, this this has this. I don't have to watch tapes from his other promotion, for example. Not saying he's an independent wrestler, but I think that's what it is. Uh, the other one is Ricky Starks. Here's a guy that, okay, unfortunately, due to his alliance with, with Team Taz, has to be the second driver, I guess, behind mm-hmm. Brian Cage. But here's a chance to show, hey, look, it's not a weak link in the team? It's just reduced now having a, a different dimension or wrinkle in this group. So I will love to see him do very well, uh, tonight's result notwithstanding.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would love to see uh, – there's there's a number of guys I'd like to see in there, uh, and I don't want to tip my hand too much because we're going to talk a little bit about some of them. Uh, I think uh, an MJF would be interesting to see back in the mix there, and I think it'd be fun to see even a Chris Jericho back in the mix there. Obviously, Hangman's the guy I think everyone's waiting for to see in there as well. Uh, but uh, lots, lots of names in there, I think. It's, it's going to be a very fascinating tournament. And again, I think there's a lot of people – uh, Omega is the easy person to say it's his time, uh, and I think even an Omega uh, moxie rematch would be fascinating. Yeah. But uh, you you never can tell. Uh, speaking of you never can tell, you just never can tell who's going to show up in the chat while we're chatting here. I want to give a quick shout hey. out and thank everyone who's joining us live: Charlene, Derek, Haywood, Dylan, uh, and also a big announcement. If you didn't know yet. We are now not just streaming live to YouTube, but we're on Twitch right now. So if you're joining us for Twitch, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I even got a little purple on for Twitch. No, oh, that's
1: what it was. No one
0: cares, but I do. I try to make it matter. I would have carried with you, man. Uh, Now
1: I feel so underdressed.
0: So, um, so we're on Twitch now. Also, what's really cool is we are uploading to all your favorite podcast destinations. So if you want to check us out on Spotify, on uh, uh google podcast we're still waiting for that approval from iTunes or Apple, I you know Apple Podcasts or yeah. whatever. Those guys are so picky. Yeah, I said it while I'm waiting for approval. I don't need your approval, but I really, really want it. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> the best hill promo ever. I don't care. I really do. I really do. <laughs> I will walk back any comment, flow at any given. you? Would
1: you, you are this. I will sell you out and hey, walk it back.
0: <laughs> um. So you guys know, as ever, as always, you're always appreciated. If you could do the world a favor, though, and hit that like, comment, subscribe, share buttons, uh, especially if you uh, do check it out on any of those podcast places, Apple podcasts, particularly once that's up. Uh, uh, comments and, and ratings mean some, so that would be appreciated. Uh, something else that I think was appreciated and done on a little bit on inside joke, Miro and Kip Sabian talking about the, uh, being the best man, teasing some dissension with Miro getting a little frustrated with all the planning and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we we got a Billy Mitchell siding. Yeah. Uh, Quick, what did you think of this, the, this little segment, and uh, do you know who Billy Mitchell is? I,
1: I kind of forgot about the, him actually being the best man. Like It was such a, like an offbeat thing. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Miro is actually the best man. And uh, I will say this. I saw Billy Mitchell. I was like, is he the guy from – I had to go look it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a Donkey Kong dude. So props <laughs> to that, man, for getting that guy.
0: Yeah. What a fun little inside gag. I loved it. Uh, For those who don't know, well, first off, you're right about the best man thing. It's interesting. They're going to play this out and they're going to continue it going, which I think is fantastic because it's not just they've done so many big guys come in and wreck little guys for a little bit and then get a title shot. I like that. They're not doing that with Miro. They're, they're doing some things and letting us see his personality, which is what I think he always wanted to do uh, in the WWE. So now he's getting that and he's, he's getting to put himself uh, out there as a character. Also it's giving Kip Sabian a chance to be a character and do some things uh, in a way that he doesn't have to go pick up dubs constantly. So it's, I think it's really, really good. but the Billy Mitchell thing, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a great documentary. Uh, it's called King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. It's a few years old now. You can probably get it free somewhere. I'm sure that they're not charging for it anymore. But it's about Billy Mitchell and another guy. I can't remember the other guy's name off the top of my head. Uh, but they're it's real life. They're battling for the best score in Donkey Kong the old arcade and it is such an entertaining and fun documentary. I really recommend checking it out, but Billy Mitchell, he's the, uh, he's the guy that, that, um, that is like the, he has the record for like, all the arcade games. So it's a fun it, little it's really his, uh, inspired- 2007 documentary yeah okay yes yeah. from 2007 so like i said yeah. you should, it's probably free on netflix or hulu or yeah. amazon or one of those places but uh yeah he always puts usa as his name when he gets the high score that's why he wears the usa stuff uh oh. what was your when you got a high score what, what's your three letters you use
1: f-a-b because yeah. they're quicker so i'll do i'll do f i'll do a for awesome and then b <laughs> and it's fab yeah, it's fab
0: yeah i always use jq for jack I thought that was clever. Oh
1: wow yeah, that's so extreme. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> you do a Capri Sun lighting. Yeah.
0: You can <laughs> That is yeah. such a Capri, a Capri Sun name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I was so clever when I did that. I was like I like, was I, afraid like, of the
1: time the time limits on the games, you know? You would freak out I'm like,
0: <laughs> ah uh so um speaking of little fun things, and this is one of those moments where there's going to be so much to pull from uh, Isaiah Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. Now this is one of those matches that on paper, we all know how it was going to, how it was going to end. We knew how this match was going to wrap up, but what it caused and the ramifications of this match were what was interesting. And this is what, what, AEW is so good about it. even when you have these matches where you—it's kind of a foregone conclusion where it's going. They're so good about still giving you something, still, still giving you something tasty, little morsels um, on this one. Now, uh, I, at the match—I thought Isaiah Cassidy held held up well himself. I do think, and I sent you a text about this. I chatted with you about this. Uh, this is pulling back the curtain. I feel like Isaiah Cassidy and Private Party in general, they need a, a, an attire upgrade, right? Like a wardrobe upgrade. Am I crazy?
1: Uh, you no, know, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. I think now if they're being used in the main roster, they need to have something that doesn't look like they made it themselves. And I don't mean it in a bad way because I, I bet if I wrestled and if I could sew, <laughs> you know, I'll yeah. do it too. But it definitely looks like they're still on, on talent on loan. My thoughts of the match, done. this is – I don't want to poo-poo – on our one main events. Because our one main events sometimes equally or not more important than the main event itself against coming back over the commercial break. But what we saw here today is, in my opinion, one of the un even displays of Chris Jericho, right? Unlike Orange Cassidy, where Orange Cassidy was able to slow down to work with Chris Jericho's new, more deliberate pace in his advanced age of his career, he's celebrating 30 years next week, Isaiah Cassidy did not have that quite that ring with all. So here's somebody in the main event saying, I want to prove to the higher-ups that I can go, and he does, but at the expense of making Jericho look like he's a step behind. And so I enjoyed the match, but I was like, man, they weren't quite on the same page as far as making sure everyone looked great.
0: But whose whose job is that though? Jericho's the veteran. Jericho's the one who's probably kind of calling the shots, as they as they yeah. say. Isn't it Jericho's job then to to control that, or do you think that it's just hey, the Isaiah Cassidy needs to read the room?
1: Yeah, everyone's a little different, but a little more the latter. Jericho could just say, hey man, you try the acai Moon salt but don't do it better than me. <laughs> don't do it better than me, kid. What are you doing? <laughs> so I think a little bit of that. Uh, but again, there's no one to blame. The match is still solid. I like it. I'm just saying, compared that to the Cassidy feud, it really felt like, like, uh, uh, yep, sorry. Compared to Orange Cassidy. <laughs> it felt like other Cassidy was kind of like, just trying to show out and be like, hey, you know, here's my chance to be on the stage.
0: So the, the match ends, and uh, you get the kerfuffle that you expect between the uh, private party and, and Matt Hardy. By the way, do you think I, I think Isaiah Cassidy did the Swanton Bomb as a, a nod to the Hardys. Yeah. By the way, he looked like he smashed Jericho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, poor, poor Jericho. When he did that, I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, within all of this, there was that layer of the Chaos Project who I know not everyone watches AEW Dark. That's why I'm here. I tell people, this is what happened on AW Dark. They've hit, They've been building up quite a string of wins, and that is uh, Luther and Serpentico. Serpentico's a cool wrestler, by the way. Uh, I definitely recommend checking him out. He's just got a cool look, cool mask. He shoots out uh, streamers from his wrists like Spider-Man shooting webs. It's really yeah. cool. Um, and I think this is actually really interesting because now – Chaos Project is going to have a match with uh, with Jericho and Hager next week. And this is one of those things where AEW, I think, is so smart in how they layer things because not only are we getting more of the Hager and Jericho that is something that they've been working on, they seamlessly are pivoting away from Private Party. I'm sure Proud and Powerful are going to continue that, which will be a natural transition for Private Party. Jericho's transitioning away. and. I think it's. I think this is just an homage to Jericho because it will be his 30th anniversary facing one of his oldest rivals, Luther, uh, which also happens to be on the AEW anniversary. I think Jericho might be trying to uh, steal some thunder there. Uh, overall, um, kind of. I feel like it's a little inside baseball matchmaking there. Uh, but what's your uh, what's your thoughts on Chaos Project and, and them having a rivalry potentially with uh, with Jericho and Hager?
1: Absolutely agree with you, Jack Farmer, JCF. Here's the deal. Everybody wins, right? Brand new tag team is in the mix. No matter how good the tag team division is Aw AEW, Sometimes you kind of jaded seeing the same faces. Here's a team, a little bit of that broken toys mentality. Cause Luther did was in the company about a year ago. Different division. Didn't quite hit the way we didn't quite slap the way he did in mm-hmm. Japan. Here's a brand new iteration of that where he doesn't have to change his character that much. You bring him over to Dynamite on a special branded episode. So in theory, some more of the casual AEW fans <laughs> will probably tune in for a Jericho uh retrospective for 30 years. So you get a new team on TV. hey Gary and Jericho get to establish the i'm pretty much sure they're going to win that match if i could be so bold myself and mm-hmm. on top of that you have some more in the depth chart so you don't have to have private party be the curtain jerkers every single week so from a uh booking standpoint if i can say the word from a planning a yep. show standpoint i think it's the best and the smartest move you could possibly do
0: i also think it's great for serpentico too i'm a big fan of serpentico you're going to hear me talk about how great i think he is uh, all the time But i think it's great for him too because he's not just now coming out and debuting he's coming out debuting on on uh, dynamite i should say Uh, he's 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 next to someone who has some legitimacy who has an out there enough character to where whether you like him or hate him it stands out to you and and he becomes memorable it gives him an excuse to have matches with some legendary big guys and that's how you start getting someone used to the audience or the audience used to them same things going on with will hobbs right now by the way And i think it's a very gentle way of bringing them in it reminds me of if you've ever had a goldfish or if you ever had fish before you bring them home from the uh, pet store you don't just put them in the water you got to put them in the bag and then put the bag in the water so the water becomes the same temperature slowly and then you release the fish I feel like it's a little bit like that for these guys where we're saying, Hey, you're here. You're still in the little bag. We're still letting the the climate or the temperature adjust slowly before we let you out on your own. Uh, yeah, is My mind. parents
1: ever trusted me with living things, but I, I can imagine if I had a fish, yeah. would, I would do it too.
0: I lived in the Northwest. We had all sorts of animals running around. That's just the way uh, that goes. <laughs> I live um, in the zoo, <laughs> <laughs> So So uh, later in the night, Jericho, by the way, all over the place, this episode, he's, uh, knows where to find the red light as they say he's in the back he's in the um he's in the inner circle party room or a uh, locker room or whatever you're going to call it and mjf shows up and these mjf jericho promos are fantastic because they're doing set they do such a good job of never breaking their character but still sort of being who they are at the same time and it's fascinating because you know things are going to go bad at some point we know something's going to happen that's going to go poorly for one of these guys um it looks like things might be going bad for sammy uh, Guevara at some point uh how do you feel about jericho and mjf uh kind of tiptoeing around each other
1: hey look man the inner circle is one of the oldest established groups in all elite wrestling but Their heyday seems to be behind them. MJF, on his quest to be champion, said, I need myself a group. And Sammy Guevara, if you want to do win-loss records, has the worst win-loss record out of all five. Nothing wrong with an upgrade, man. QB2s become QB1s all the time. I'm just saying, of those two men, it's a third guy. Sammy, I'm most concerned about.
0: It's it's an interesting thing with teams like this and groups like this and people like this, I'm a big fan of the vicious people. I I like the guys who are going to tear people apart, who are going to team up and take advantage. But when you get too many wolves around you and they start to circle, sometimes you can look like dinner, if you know what I mean. And I worry that Jericho may like the idea of getting a bigger wolf pack and like the idea of having someone like an MJF uh, join him and, and add to him. But when you see a guy like Sammy Guevara not too happy, maybe it's going to cost him that. And before you know it, MJF might find a way to become the alpha in that pack, if you know what I mean. And I worry, especially as Jericho's coming off a hard L to Orange Cassidy, maybe not looking as tough as he used to, now getting caught up with Luther, a guy who, no offense to Luther, wasn't quite at the same part of the food Pyramid, the the chain, the food chain, the food pyramid. <laughs> it, yeah. he's more of a grain, not a sugar grain. How
1: do you say one's good? <laughs> and dairy. I, I got uh, you, man. I totally understand. And, and I would love to see that. If that became one of the slow burn storylines, if, if MGF became part of the inner circle and we saw a realignment and there's a split kind of Hollywood and Wolfpack inner circle, that'd be cool. I'd be on board for that because that story can be told as quick as two months or as long as two years if given the opportunity.
0: And I think, you know, you just hit that nail on the head. That's what I like about you, Flobo, is you see it and you go for it and you analyze it. It's what makes you one of the greatest pundits in the world today. Good sir. He said it was going to be a Wolfpack, and it does make you think of the NWO. And the Wolfpack wasn't the best thing for the NWO. It did not lead to prosperity in the NWO. It was so cool though. It was well, I was always Ho- Team Hollywood. I know you I still, would. Be. I still do the two sweets though. <laughs> Don't turn it back on. Uh I now. feel like Hollywood got to keep that in the in the divorce.
1: I know, um, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so um, I think that there's so much stuff that could be happening with that. I think that's such an interesting thing, and that's the thing that's going to to really define, I think the second year of, uh, of AW if inner circle was what defined the first year. I think what happens with MJF is going to define the next year. And I think it's going to become even bigger and scarier than it was before. Um, and MJF is just going to continue to dominate, uh, speaking of continued dominance, FTR, uh, they had a match with SCU and there was so much stuff that happened here. This one, so many threads to pull, so much layers of onion to peel. I hope you're wearing goggles because you're gonna cry if you start. Uh, I want to start with just a little tease. Going back to AEW Dark, people don't notice that know this, but Sean Spears and Scorpio Sky have had a little bit of a, a brushing up with each other, and it it kind of almost came to pass on Dynamite with Sean Spears hanging out backstage. And it's not lost on me that Sean Spears was picking that time to kind of eyeball Scorpio Sky when his manager, Toy Blanchard, was managing a team against Scorpio Sky. And I couldn't help but think to myself if there was going to be a member added to this group, especially as Hangman Adam Page happened to be sitting at at courtside, so to speak, talking with the commentators, uh, completely unprepared, as his name hard said right, right. Uh, i don't know if he was wearing his buttless chaps but i do There's know no he, had, oh.
1: he had a very smart <laughs>
0: looking shirt on um, uh tons of stuff coming through this man I, I guess let's let's start with the match i thought the match uh, just on its own scu ftr was the kind of match that wrestling fans love. It's the kind of match I think if you showed someone who's never watched wrestling before, they'd be like, I don't get it. But if you're a wrestling fan, I felt like it was a great match. What say you?
1: Uh, I was not prepared for the uh, the ring post cam. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> that was a cartoon. Uh, it, yeah, it was, it, I, I will say solid because solid kind of gives a disservice. It was really good. It was fantastic. It was like the different clash of styles, but it was enough of a on-ramp like you're saying for fans who may be watching it casually to get on board hey this team is a faster than this team this team has good uh chemistry a lot of false finishes it was all great um i guess what i loved about it more was the fact there was a someone like a sean spears backstage being like this taking time bomber suspense the 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 hitchcock when's the bomb going to go off when's this guy going to attack what's the deal with that uh what i would have I'm, maybe you can help me out with this, is the, the Scorpio Sky and SCU relationship. Because it like, was never, like, the hard breakup. But for a while, it did feel like Scorpio Sky was doing his own thing. I mean, he was in a pay-per-view match, helping out his buddy Cody, avenging his, like, beatdown, I guess. And now, everyone's getting together. So I was kind of expecting an implosion here on that level, but it didn't happen. Um, so I was kind of, like, waiting for a, a ticking time bomb in that way. I didn't even exist. While we still have Sean Spears doing one of these things, you know, moving his hands like a menacing villain in the back.
0: So, If there's one thing I've learned about Sean Spears since his time in AEW, it's that the guy's not in a hurry. He doesn't need to come out here and do anything right away or right now. I think he likes being that ticking time bomb in the back. I think he likes knowing that he's getting in Scorpio Sky's head. Now, mm. as far as SCU goes, I think they're just these guys that have been around for so long as a team together. They're okay with one of their guys going out singles for a little bit or doing something different for a little bit. Yeah, Uh, It does feel like Scorpio sky has made the declaration that he wants to be the singles guy, but it's not happening quite the way he wants it to. And I don't know if there's going to be some frustration that leads to, uh, to something bigger and better. Oh my gosh. What if eventually, what if all this Sean Spears stuff, what if it's just him recruiting, scorpio sky to be a part of that four complete the team so it's scorpio sky sean spears and ftr with Tolly blanchard uh, scorpio sky leading the charge and going for that title like he said he always could be flobo did we just put the pins together did all the yarn and the pins and everything on the wall my my crazy conspiracy <laughs> chart is it finally finished or is that stupid.
1: I will cancel the order in a straight jacket, because that makes a lot of sense. And in fact, I will understand that if Scorpio Sky is being recruited, which to me would make sense why they kind of regress Scorpio Sky back to the group to pull him away from something else. Uh, and Plus, having a four horseman with a little bit of chocolate, I'm all here for it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I'm a fan of chocolate too.
1: <laughs> Especially in college. Alright, moving on.
0: <laughs> and scene. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to talk a little bit about right before uh, at, at before the match. FTR is doing a promo. I love how they t- Tony's asking him, "Do you uh, what about the Young Bucks?" And they're like, "What makes you think they deserve a, a shot just because Meltzer gives them stars?" I thought that was a fun yeah. little jab uh, that didn't hurt anyone. I bet Meltzer got a kick out of it too. I and mean, it's like stars, man. <laughs> and, uh, but it was so brilliant how uh, they kick Tony uh, Shavani in the face. That was brilliant. I loved it, oh, but the uh, no, I yes. like how then they just ignored FTR and very child in a very childish, very young buck way. They kind of ignore them, and FTR is like, "Wait, what about us? We're right here. Can you kick us?" Yes. and you can see the way that now the young bucks are working the champs, getting them yes. to kind of get in their own head. Like, well, why aren't they attacking us? Why aren't they dealing with us? And you, you can feel it coming, right, Flobo? You can feel FTR about to say. Okay, fine, we'll fight you.
1: Yeah, definitely mind games here. I think it's one of the advantages AEW has in that they don't have to have a hard alignment, so no one's really a face or a heel in this, in this point. But yeah, if you want to come in and say, fear the revelation and beat people down and be a classic uh, throwback team, well, how do you beat Superman? Well, Superman is susceptible to magic, right? How about you change the script? So now we have the Young Bucks realize they can't win on super kicks alone. Here's another wrinkle. Here's another version of them to give them a bit of advantage. Makes sense to me.
0: One thing I like about FTR though, besides with the young bucks, they seem to be so in control of every little thing they do. Uh, the way they get the match, the win here too, like they they convinced the ref to get rid of Christopher Daniels, even though he didn't see what happened on the outside. I like that they're controlling what the time limit is and what the rules are. I like that they're saying you have to use the ring rope if you're going to face us. Uh, I like the way they won. I think that was a very old school FTR way to kind of sneak a win by holding the legs down by Tully and Tully getting down under the ring while he did it. I think that they are doing such a good job of controlling things. And I love the little digs they give to the other tag team by, by being supportive of... the other tag teams but also being like condescending like hey best friends you know what there's a place on the card for you for the funny backyard joke teams uh and i just like the way they're controlling and sort of stirring the pot of this entire division without being overly forced or seeming like they're trying to at the same at the same time uh do you like the way ftr is being handled in aw at this point now that they're really getting going do you think this is a, a step better or a step worse than the, where they were, let's say, a year. Yeah,
1: I, I think it, it's leaps and bounds better. What they're doing is taking a playbook from other faces of promotion, the Conor McGregor's, the LeBron James, and Kobe when he was alive, arrest of soul, where somebody who's at such an elite level, you have to remind them who's around. <clears> and it may be kind of like genuine on their end, but yeah, it makes a lot of sense if, if you're breaking your neck and you're jerking the curtain and the guy holding the towel goes, I remember you from somewhere. Uh, you do that thing you do, that wrestling thing. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing that where you have the advantage of TV 14. You don't really have to have, uh, boobs and violence, but you can really get to the psyche of your wrestlers to make sure they're angry if they like break up matches, if they bemean them in a way, dig a little deeper, dig a little harder, cuts to the bone a little more. That's all twos in their war chest.
0: Did the best friends earn another title shot?
1: They did, With but that. I don't particularly want to see it. It's a weird thing, man. They, they did, I mean, they did everything correctly, uh, but they had time to shine quite recently in a parking lot brawl. It kind of felt like a main event. It kind of felt like it was for the straps. So if you had a tag team title match, it would be like, oh, yeah, they just fought for mom's van a month ago. But I don't know how you solve that problem. I don't know if you put them off to the side. I don't know if you put them on dark. They get a couple wins you bring them back. I don't know what that would be, but on paper, sure.
0: I think we saw them develop a little bit over the past month i becoming a bit more um a little bit more vicious a little bit more abrasive a little bit more angry a little bit more violent and i think that we need to see them grow a little bit more to a point i think ftr has a point they are the fun silly team and you can like the fun silly team for a little bit you can say hey it's cool that they're kind of outperforming expectations But once you get to that upper echelon, I need to see that you're not just funny. I need to see that you are, you're a a killer. You're a contender that when you are in the ring with guys like FTR and the young bucks and everyone else that, you know, the, the Lucha brothers and whatnot, that you're, you're going to be able to hang with them and not just crack jokes and be silly, even on the microphone, but to really bring something that makes me say, I need to hand over money to see you compete. I think they've got it. I think they can do that. I just think they need to to do more of it. I think what they did with uh, proud and powerful was amazing. And that was exactly what they need, but now we need to, okay, now what's the next thing? Cause you're right. They did have a, a kind of a main event level rivalry already.
1: Right. They, they're unfortunately, I hate to say the gimmick because that does uh, undercuts what they do. Their, their name and persona puts a limit on them. Right. So they are the best friends. Their, their big taunt is a giant hug and that has to change. Right. I, over across the aisle, uh, we all talked about Bailey being a hugger. She was a champion with that gimmick, but didn't look quite hit or slap because it was kind of silly. That mm-hmm. main event match was vicious and hardcore, but why'd they have the match? For the honor of their mom's van, right? So those certain things would have to be tweaked for us to really buy into the fact and go, look, these two guys can really go and somehow be fun. Being fun is okay in the microphone. I'm not saying you gotta be an automaton the entire time. I mean when when the New Day cuts a serious promo back in WWE, for example, or even when Moxie cuts a serious promo and he, and then Moxie crack a joke in the same promo, that's that's gravitas, that's levity. That's alright. The best friends have to work on that aspect of their gimmick, of their character, for them to be really considered in that, that, that situation.
0: I agree one hundred percent. That's why I like your flowbo. That's why I like your analysis. <laughs> like you too, that's why I have you on. That's why you don't need the shield and the flag. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so Cody comes out, uh, looking sharp suit of the night, by the way, I said it on Twitter. I mean, he already blew us away with the suit. He didn't need the glittery shoes to go with it. Flobo, but he had them because he's one of those guys that gives 110% and those shoes were at least 10%. Uh, he comes out, cuts a promo. Uh, very good job about sneaking in a promo for the show he's on in the middle of his wrestling promo. Uh A plus, well done. I love a good sellout, so I give that six stars uh, <laughs> sneaking in, sneaking in the name drops too. Like, man, I'm sitting here with uh Snoop Dogg and <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why not, man? I mean, look, we all learn how to say brosters.com, right? We all know to the right. so, it's the brosters.com.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. www.thebrosters.com, promo code bro code one, is something that we all figure out how to seamlessly slip in. Um, Let's spe- you know, I, I like that he. He, he did the thing that I think is so important and, and is missing from wrestling right now in a lot of ways is everyone says, Hey, you're the guy, you're the star. And he says, no, 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 no. Only three people get to say they're the star. And those are the people holding titles. Um, well, actually he didn't say the tag team titles though. Now that I think about it, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's
1: a side division. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> mm. Huh? Mm. No, I'm just joking. So, <laughs> uh, basically you have to have one of the titles um you talk about optics and how he needs to say no to getting the getting a, a dog collar match with brody lee uh then he comes back and goes ah, i'm just joking we're not gonna have the match of course we are next week um thoughts on the promo and thoughts on the match next week and, and the 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 kerfuffle word of the day
1: uh, first of all, there's only one ace in that entire company. Her name is Akaroshita. That's why I said it. And yeah, yeah that suit was pretty sharp. Mr. Pink, a girl, Cody Rose himself. I love it. I think I can't pull that off because I don't have that frame because <laughs> I love <laughs> Oreos way too much. But if I could, I'll yeah. definitely do that. Dog collar matches are definitely a, a simulation we haven't seen in a while. And It is an issue I, I, I talked to you about in the past. And I go, man, are there any good new tips left? Why not go to the archive, something you haven't seen before. More importantly, it's a way to redefine what that match means. You know, 15 years ago, Hell in a Cell meant it's going to be a brutal match where we'll be throwing you into the cage. Now Hell in a Cell matches are going to have a really tough match without any escape. Things can change over time. But now we have a stipulation that hasn't been used in a while. we are going to know what this means. Will Cody get his comeuppance? I hope so. But I mean, go either way because Strength in Numbers the Dark Order has that in spades.
0: What's old is new again. Yeah, it's something we haven't seen in so long. I don't remember the last dog collar match. I last one I remember off the top of my head was way back in ECW. So I know that's not the last one. They must have had that's one. One I before. remember also. I mean, it, was it was Dusty was- Rhodes and uh, Steve Carino. Wrestling nerd. That's like, yeah, wrestling
1: yeah, like 25 nerd years alert. Ago. <laughs> huh? Get up! No, that's
0: like
1: twenty-five <laughs> years ago. I
0: think. Yeah, uh, Steve Carino, a gem of the ECW days. By the way, if you ever watched ECW favorite sidetrack best moment in one of my favorite ECW moments of all time if you didn't watch ECW they're all about extreme and hardcore and stuff but he was Mr. old school he would not do uh any hardcore stuff he'd always say the W still stands for wrestling people and uh, he was fighting Balls Mahoney such an ECW character who always brought a chair to the ring and uh Balls mahoney was down and steve carino picks up the chair and he's holding it up and everyone's like oh my god he's gonna use the chair and he just unfolds it sits in it and puts him in a headlock
1: <laughs> i want to say everyone listening right now much like how i love happy to be here gimmicks like molly holly and bailey this guy does love guys who comes to work and do t- drop toe holes in the headlocks that's what I, he loves psychology psychology, psychology. i Come love on. it
0: <laughs> i love it steve carino is one of my absolute favorites uh <laughs> Uh, so um, my my thing with this, um, yeah, hey, the dog collar right match sounds like it's gonna be crazy. I think, especially after the last match, I think Brody Lee is the worst person to be dog collared to. I can imagine, except for maybe Gary Busey. But besides that, I think Brody Lee. Um, something happened though. By the way, quick, Nyla Rose picked a quick fight which i think is another subtle way of warming us up to when they have that match it's not just a runoff now they have a little video pack they have a little don't thing get me, they have don't a reason get me
1: started about nala rose man don't for, get me started
0: well what's well okay well i will get you started but not before i say i texted you this as well i think it's i think it's time to uh to say it I love pull-aparts. It's one of my favorite things. Pull-aparts in wrestling just work every time for me. It's going to work every time for me no matter what. They could do it at the end of every show, and it's going to work. But <laughs> I was bumped. What was Dark Order doing pulling back Brody Lee? They're a big army of killers. Why did they not just beat down everybody and then beat down Cody Rhodes? They should have just thrown Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn and all the other guys. Griff Garrison and everyone else that was out there, thrown them out and had Dark Order just pummel all of them.
1: Yeah, man. If you see the first Avengers, if the alien yeah. warship goes down, everyone passes out. So they got to protect Brody. And I have no idea, man. <laughs> I have no idea. It's a lapse of logic, but the visual was great. Why not?
0: That would actually be a funny visual. Like Brody Lee gets knocked out, and all the Dark Horse goes, oh, and, like
1: falls over. We're saved,
0: just... and everyone just kind of looks around, like, huh? Yeah.
1: Dark Horse is done.
0: Uh, so yeah, that was an interesting. Um, that was an interesting uh, – I, I, not interesting. I, I get why it happened that way. I'm just being a nitpicker. It's what we do. Um, being a nitpicking. I want to hear you nitpick Nyla Rose attacking uh, Is it Kylie King. Look, man,
1: look. I like Nyla Rose. And, and, and with all the people out there on Twitter who think I'm an AEW hater, there's people out there who say, well, I love AEW, but Nyla Rose sucks. I disagree. Nala Rose is not as bad as everyone says she is. She's done exactly what she's asked of. But the entire time she's been in that company, they don't know what to do with her. If she's a native beast, she has to win matches, not just win a match and disappear. Have a tag team partner and disappear, come back and lose again, and disappear. Right now, I'm seeing what the fourth iteration of Nala Rose. It's only been a year, people. How many times am I going to see this before I go? How long is she going to be here this time? Make a decision. Either you're going to put her on a on dark or something and have her be there every single week without fail, and if you're going to move the Dynamite, have her have a legitimate program from beginning to middle to end, and not just randomly threaten the women's champion at the time. I mean, come on. You, you sign these people. I mean, you sign her. I mean, Matt Cardona. You sign Sunny Kiss, and then you tell me these guys are great. You know, these girls are great. These people are great. And then it's so streaky. It's like, I, I, I want to buy the merch, man.
0: Come on, A-Dub. No, but that's where I disagree, Flobo. First off, Nyla Rose isn't someone you just have on and have matches. You've got to feed her. She's got to be someone that you continually have running over people. And if you have her on all the time, that's how she gets stale. That's how she gets so like, yeah, oh, it's here she is again beating people. You need to give her some time off and like push her and pump the brakes, push her and pump the brakes, especially if she's not going to be the champion. And this is one of those ways to now give her a match that seems a bit more interesting, seems a bit more more than just a basic, here's a random matchup. Now Kylie King can come out and be like, what the heck? You attacked me. That's not cool. And then get beat (laughs) up. But she can at least say, hey, that's not cool. This is – it gives her that little back burner thing to have going, right? Riddle me this, there, Jack
1: Farmer. You benevolent soul, you. When you saw Nala Rose today, were well, you like Nala's back? Yeah, it's like, or, or was it like, okay, she's that girl? Dang,
0: it's neither. Sweet. Can I can I be honest with you? What I said, I said, excuse me, excuse me. Did you that's just, what I said. Because one hey,
1: your neighbors called the cops. I get it. <laughs>
0: I'm easily the most loud
1: person. Scales <laughs> me.
0: I mean, even even now, I'm sure they all think I'm arguing with someone because I'm pretty loud. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but Good thing you um, had headphones
0: on this week. That'd be weird. <laughs> so uh, so um, I got to be a fascinating match next week. Uh, rolling on, we started the day with absolute Ricky Starks taking on Darby Allen. Right off the bat, gotta ask you, Flobo. Ricky Stark's entrance music top ten right now top five top three top one where do you put it because I love it
1: uh, top five yeah why not I, I like Ricky Starks. I like his I like his deal um, yeah. I like his his, his presentation when he walks to the ring also the, the the package definitely top five.
0: I, you know, I know Mikey Ruckus, the guy that puts these things together. I'm connected. I'm name dropping. I don't care. No, uh, no, but I've, uh, I had a great interview with Mikey uh, a while back, um, but uh, I can't help but feel like this song, he does good stuff with all the songs, but this one feels like he just put a little bit of extra mm to it. I feel like there's a little bit of love to it. I don't know. I, I really like it with the, you know, the revolution will be televised and the, I don't know. It it actually gives me some um uh it gives me some old uh, Pope D'Angelo De Niro vibes if you remember his entrance wow. music from DNA. Okay, I got you. That was in uh, my
1: uh, running playlist for a long time, but it was like the
0: weird, like uh, a
1: mono YouTube rip. <laughs> so yeah, sounded you terrible. Find,
0: yeah, because you can't find it anywhere. Yeah, that's what I had too. Uh, and I didn't have a good downloader at the time. Now I could get it pretty good, but at the time it was like, yeah, it was garbage. But um, I felt like this was a uh, a tough, this was a tough one because it felt like Ricky Starks has done so much to add to this. He's been coming out, painted up, dressed up, cutting promos, uh, doing the work. Uh, Darby Allen, you know, we're all a fan of Darby Allen, uh, but he's kind of been gone. And he sort of shows up. Uh, he gets the win, uh, which seems to be what he does. Uh, I kind of feel like Darby Allen is the Nyla Rose, where he's gone, he gets some wins, he loses, and then he disappears, and he's gone, and yeah. he gets some wins. Uh, what's your take on Darby Allin at this point?
1: I'm not sure if it's his fault or the storyline's fault because it seems to be an epidemic in wrestling. We're talking about Impact, WWE as well. Uh, You have uh, a storyline that's essentially naturally over, but then you still have these extra matches and, and reprises. And the match today was great on its own. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of done. It is kind of funny that how Darby Allen won. It's like Ricky starts like, Oh no, my back. That's my weakness. And just rolls over.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, but whatever, dude, I, I the up was, was solid. I'm just kind of, kind of saying what else can be done, uh, in this if you want to keep going with it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't really know what's next for Darby Allen. I think he's probably going to get into that title tournament. Um, I think that's kind of what's, that's all that's really left for him to do at this point. Um, I, Again, it's it's not my job to figure out what what's next for people. It's just my job to enjoy it and then chat about it here. Um, I, I like RB. I feel like he's got everything. I just I don't really know. I don't know if it's because he doesn't cut promos. I don't know if it's just because all his his promos are really just videos of him kind of hanging out in places and skating wow. and doing doing tricks. But I I do I think he's getting into that jungle boy territory where like okay cool I get what you are, but now it's time to to progress it's time to evolve uh yeah. in some way whether it be getting on the mic and and cutting promos or things like that because i feel like if i look over the past month ricky starks i i'm i'm he's growing on me i like him his look his stuff he's doing all this stuff like, i kind of want to see him do more stuff where i feel like now i'm looking at darby allen and i go i've seen this i've, right. I've I don't. I don't know what more I'm supposed to want from him.
1: Jackson hater. Confirm. No, I totally agree with <laughs> to you. I, I feel like once you have a prop, you put it yourself a limiter on how far you can go. You think about the greatest wrestlers that worked the prop. We're talking uh, Jeff Jarrett's guitar, Honky Tonk Man's guitar. Even like Triple H's sledgehammer was different because it was like a surprise thing. But coming to a ring with that, that always being an aspect of the match, you've automatically told yourself, "What I'm going to do is give you a spectacle." That is worthy of a sideshow, a mid card matchup. Darby Allen is a little bit undersized, in most people. Doesn't mean they can slap or anything. His character at the time was, was kind of bleeding into that Jimmy Havoc era. Didn't even have a chance to stick out to what he wanted to be. Now was the time. And I really think that this feud with Ricky Stark was supposed to be the new arrival of Darby Allen Was supposed to say, look, he survived it. He's here to stay. But well, what we didn't expect and what we got is Ricky Stark's. Pure charisma to not only mock Darby Avalon but to put himself over as a character who's willing to do that. So now, if I'm at the meeting on Monday or whenever that they talk about it, I go Darby Allen's okay. He's uh, he's nice and warm, but Ricky Stark is heating up. Why not use mm-hmm. this guy? He uh, could put him in a lot more matches. He's a different size than anyone else. He's not as big as Cage, but he can represent Team Taz on another place on the card. It's a lot more versatile of what he can do.
0: Yeah, I also think he, he, the versatile is the word for Ricky Stark. So I also think if he was opposite of the ring from someone else, you'd love him. And he wouldn't have to change who he is in any way. I think if he was standing across the ring from, uh, you know, let's say a, uh, um, uh, MJF, we would love Ricky Starks. We would, and he wouldn't cha- He wouldn't have to change a thing, but you'd still love him. But then he gets in, you know, across the ring from, let's say a Moxley. You, you hate him. He right. can do, he can be anything you need him to be. Um, someone who wasn't what he was supposed to be he was cage he was supposed to come out and help his buddy out but he didn't get there uh all the way um he was stopped by hobbs now talk about some shirtless gene fight meat slapping how did
1: you <laughs> i'm not sure how i feel like this question <laughs>
0: i loved it <laughs> um so- why is it when they're wrestling in their ties? I'm like, oh, this is cool. But when they're like two guys like shirtless with their pants like jeans on, I'm like, this is weird.
1: Totally dynasty. <laughs> yeah, okay, come on, guys. I, <laughs> Put
0: the pads. No, no, I don't. I don't get it. But uh, okay. I think that's gonna be fun. I think it. I was actually when when Cage came out, I had that realization. He never wrestles. Like yeah. he, at least in AW, he's had like two matches. Yeah. Um, maybe he's that's
1: that, he's doing what you're saying with LRO. He's going to be the guy you feed him to.
0: Uh, So you think he he's going to eat Hobbs for breakfast? That's a lot of protein.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a lot of protein. I will tell you this. If there's a match with Hobbs and Cage, I'm, I'm not going to say he's going to carry the guy, but Hobbs will do most of the work. Hobbs will do most of the selling. He'll do most of the flips. Because Cage, as good as he is, is suffering from that... Scott Steiner syndrome, just not as limber, not, not as agile as his opponent, not knocking the guy. He could probably, you know, basically break me in half, but I'm just saying it's going to be Will Hobbs going to do all that extra physical stuff.
0: Do you think Cage is the right guy for Hobbs to be having matches with? I mean, if I'm Hobbs and I'm trying to pick my opponents, I'm looking for who I want to have matches with. I'm thinking to myself, I want someone I can throw around. I want someone who I can show off my strength to. Cage is one of the few guys that I don't think Hobbs might be able to go toe to toe with him in strength. Uh is this sort of like a bad a bad matchup for Hobbs? If it goes south, I understand the
1: logic behind it. Here's Brian Cage, this guy is a former world champion of the promotions. Here's a guy that has a nice team and 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 his his manager can talk a big promo and make that match mean something. So, hey, let's put the kid out trial by fire in this sandbox. Because if it fails, you can just say, well, Cage was in the title picture. I get the thinking from management, but you're right. If for every reason Hobbs goes down there and the match is a snooze fest or a bore or doesn't quite hit the way we're thinking about, it can damage him. It won't be the death knell of anything because the roster is kind of small still, but it will try to change our perception going, hey, here's our cool powerhouse prospect to being on oh here's our bigger guy that we signed
0: so quick hot take because uh, we are running out of time uh brit baker's back she has a match with red velvet red velvet another person who's been doing great things on aw dark i am excited about uh her having a chance to be on the she's main roster of, of, of uh, <laughs>
1: no I, I agree but she's an upgrade of costume as well
0: um yeah so um Britt baker's back though is this a big sign for the women's division or is it a bit like let's see how she lands first
1: Move size to her, Latel, but her promo's worth it. You know, yeah. as soon as it got Tyra Shivani, there's now more women she can like cut promos on.
0: Uh, perfect. So, then also, we're going to talk about Mox had a match with the Butcher, was a surprise opponent. Um, forget win loss records, the Butcher just looks terrifying, doesn't he? Like, he just has the look of what you want. But how did you feel with this as the surprise person? I felt a little bit like. If you're going to build it up as a surprise all night, like –
1: Matt Cardona. No, I got you. No, I it ain't. felt
0: like it should have been a bit splashier, right? I
1: agree with you. It's, it's like you can't complain because the Butcher is as big as Mox. I didn't realize how big this dude was until I saw this match tonight. But, yeah, you want a two-hour wait, and it's not the hour one main event. I'm thinking a new – maybe a person that hasn't wrestled him before, maybe another person in Eddie Kingston's group. Not someone that's already there. It was fine. It was good. It, it showcased boxing. I wasn't expecting a title change, so it was fine. But it just wasn't like the, wow.
0: Yeah, I, and you know, the the match. So first, uh, well, let me ask you this. Do you think the Butcher showed you enough to say, hey, maybe we should give him some, some opportunity as a singles guy, or maybe we should give him some more time to shine? Or do you think he kind of came across like, hey, great tag team guy, good look, but a little bit out of your league, kid? Yeah, I kid. Yeah, he's, he's like the most grizzled person I know, in the world. I, I'm like, kid. <laughs>
1: like, that ship has sailed. I, I feel like, yeah, if he was this guy a, a year ago, I'd be like, yeah, break him up. Try him out. Try something new. But now my brain goes, butchering the blade. Where the blade at? <laughs>
0: yeah. um, I I think they deserve a good run as a tag team. They are so terrifying. I think they've got such a cool look. Uh, they they got a look that I think if you see them, you already kind of get it. Um, I expected more to happen after this match. though. This felt like it should have been an I feel like they should have switched some matches here. This felt more like an open – like either a first-hour closer or uh, opening kind of thing. It felt a little anticlimactic for an AEW, if I'm totally honest. Like, yeah. Great match. but you know.
1: I thought they would have switched it with Jericho and Cassidy because even though you know that was going to happen, it'd be kind of cool to say, Well, How much offense is Cassidy going to get into? That could be the main event kind of like uh, hook. But yeah, yeah, the open challenge definitely sounds like the nine o'clock. Please don't go anywhere. Don't change your channel because here's a mystery being solved.
0: Archer it had it came in contact with someone who had COVID, um, so he's quarantining now. They're still advertising the match for next week. Do you think we should just assume this is happening? Do you think this is smart? Do you think they're kind of? I feel like they're hedging their bets by having uh, uh, Kingston continue to say he didn't quit and all this other stuff just in case he has to step in there. Uh, but do you think it's a good sign that Archer is going to be there if there's still advertising it? Or is it I, wrestling and they just don't say anything until the last minute?
1: I think they're confident that, that Archer's path uh, or contact tracing is, isn't as serious as previously thought. But I wouldn't. E- even if, if, if it was completely negative, not, just, not not Archer's fault. I mean, this virus attacks anyone at will with no impunity. But like the idea is that it's going to be one person rank one think piece being like, well... Two weeks ago, he was pulled, and now he's back, and that means it's just too high risk, personally.
0: Right. Interesting. So, uh, lots of stuff happening. Next week is the uh, the anniversary. Um, But but going into the anniversary, the most important thing you can have is momentum, and the way you get momentum, the best momentum you can have is to be on the elite of the week, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's time for the top. Five wrestlers from AEW Dynamite tonight. We call it the Elite of the Week. We're starting out at number five, and that is going to be Britt Baker. The dentist is back, and that means the women's division is getting a major upgrade, not just to the teeth, but to the whole thing because she adds a depth they need so badly and are so going to take advantage of. At number four, I'm giving it to The Butcher. I thought he came across as a big, brutal, beating dude who could take on anybody. I don't know if he's got world titles in his future, but I do know next time I see him in a ring, I'm going to trust that he's going to beat the crap out of someone. At number three, we've got Cody. He cut a great promo. He had a great suit. He sold what's going to be a great match, and those Jews, I'm not getting over them. I want to see more of them. At number two, we got FTR. They've got the entire division of tag team folks dancing to their beat. They're controlling things and doing things their way, the way they've wanted to for years. And at number one, I'm giving it to La Champion, Chris Jericho, because he's got back to his winning ways, and he was on TV a lot better giving to a lot of different storylines and angles he was the mvp of the night because he always knows where the red light is on the camera and that is your elite of the week
1: i am such a fan of your new art installation those are pretty nice they got like the dark order in there and the king and the Hell. not the
0: real dark order so i actually have a few you can't see all of them uh just to to point them out so first off i've got uh this one is you can't see but uh it is my, one of my favorite all-time moments in wrestling. Goldberg is hoisting up uh, Hulk Hogan at Nitro. Uh, oh, nice. So see, it's that moment there. Uh, and then um, this one is uh, – oh, my God. I'm blanking on their name. I want to call them the Dark Order, but it's Lucha Underground. Uh, oh, okay, And Mil gotcha. Muertes – oh, my God. Could you imagine if Mil Muertes showed up and it was like, it's my Dark Order now. I would go nuts. Would I would lose it. I would call you on the phone. I wouldn't text. I would call. <laughs>
1: Uh, Different and, though,
0: hopefully. and then this one is the infamous uh hell in a cell with undertaker looking down um, and then this one is uh defy wrestling with my boy uh swerve doing a double stomp to artemis we
1: defy don't talk wrestling. about that promotion but Swerve looks awesome uh
0: i uh, i got a few more but i'm trying to figure out the layout i got a good one of cody um of uh of cody and dustin hugging after their match and uh i'm getting one of Io shirai with all the uh streamers uh when she won uh so i got a few more uh coming in um That we're we're getting fixed up. I always got to take them down for everything tournament, though, because I don't want someone to get in trouble. Uh, So uh, I take them down for that. Um, But, uh, yeah, thank you. I'm going to have to put them all back up now because I just took them down. (laughs) Hey,
1: the things we do for our fans, right? Uh,
0: The things we do for our fans. Speaking of things we do for our fans, um, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you online.
1: Man, everywhere and anywhere, y'all. Look, flowbeatle.com is a website. New content every week. Uh, if you're on Twitch right now, twitch.tv slash flowbo Boys, hit that follow button, be my best friend. And it's during these times, you know, we're all creatives, we trying to make things happen, trying to pay the rent. Okay, it's due tomorrow, actually. Two ways to support the homie. You can buy a t shirt, a mug, or a mask over at flobito.threadless.com and join the boisterous crew, patreon.com slash Flow unlock access to bonus content and more.
0: I don't know how I feel about you having a boisterous crew when you hate puns.
1: I said it in the video. I said, I'll do a pun. If it gets me, (laughs) I will sell out puns, man. Oh,
0: I'm the sellout, but you are though.
1: I sell out once and you use all the time.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, it's not fair. I would totally, I'd I'd totally do it. I'll say, I hate puns for a sellout, whatever, (laughs) whatever you need me to do. I'm here to make money. No. uh, (laughs) Uh, uh, so, yeah, um, great stuff. I love your new Amsterdam, your new New Amsterdam shirt. So I definitely recommend everyone check that on your thread list. Yeah. It's, it's great. And the the quality of your shirts is great. I was just joking on the everything tournament. I think I have more Flobo shirts than I do Jack Farmer shirts. Um, that will soon change. So, uh, so uh, you can also find me, by the way. This is where I plug myself. You can find me at jackcfarmer.com as well as at RealJackFarmer across all social media. You can also check out the Anytime Radio show where I play music every Monday. And, of course, that means we also got an Anytime Radio uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can find it at Anytime Radio across all social media. We also – I'm getting the uh, the uh, social media up and running for the Elite of the Week. So check out AEW Elite of the Week uh, on social media for that and you can check me out on Draped and Gold tomorrow where we talk about an amazing episode of NXT. You're going to love that and hearing that uh, also on the Everything Tournament on Tuesdays and, of course, right here for Elite of the Week as always. That does it for us here at Elite of the Week Studios. And as always, until next time, do your best and be yourself.